Salia. Welcome to the Get My Grit Together podcast. So today we're going to be talking about something huge, something I feel like we should have actually discussed in the first episode, but it's better late than never, right? And that is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. What is a fixed mindset and what is a growth mindset? Well, if you don't know, obviously I'm here to explain that to you. And I'm going to talk about different examples of what it means to have a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, my own struggles with developing a growth mindset, and then what you need to watch out for when trying to develop a growth mindset yourself. So because this is the Get My Grit Together podcast, obviously we're voting for one over the other, and that one is going to be a growth mindset. But before I get into what that is, I'm going to explain what a fixed mindset is. And I'm going to do it through an example. Okay, so let's pretend my name is Sarah. And I grew up in Massachusetts. This is all an example, you guys. This is not a real person. But my name is Sarah. I grew up in Massachusetts. And by the time I was five years old, I knew that I've always wanted to be a gymnast. Okay, a gymnast. So I practiced cartwheels. I practiced backflips. But I just... For some reason, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm, I'm in a gymnastics class at seven years old, and all the other girls are surpassing me. They can do, um, they can do round off back handsprings, if you know anything about that. Maybe you'll understand. But basically, Sarah, Sarah is really struggling with this, and it really frightens her. And so Sarah tells her mom, Mom, I don't want to be in gymnastics anymore. And so her mom says, why not? And she says, I just don't like it anymore. And I don't know if I want to do it. But really, Sarah loved gymnastics. Sarah wanted to be a gymnast. But now that all of the girls in her class are surpassing her, she doesn't feel like she can catch up. And so later on in life, when Sarah is 16, 17, and she talks to someone else who actually did really start studying gymnastics. She's watching the Olympics with this person. And she says, yeah, I used to want to do that, but it just wasn't for me. I just wasn't good. That is what you call a fixed mindset. Sarah set her life up, whereas she wanted something, she wasn't good at it, she decided that because she wasn't as good as the other girls, she would never be good enough. And therefore, she dropped out of gymnastics, and now she's a bank account manager. She actually really doesn't like math that much or doing, dealing with money, but She figured that that was more of a stable career choice and gymnastics is just something that she watches on TV because she never got her round off back handspring. The end. That's the end of Sarah's story. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that her life isn't going to be absolutely horrible because she didn't pursue her dreams. But on her deathbed, Sarah remembers how much she loved gymnastics and how she decided to quit at seven years old. It really may not be that dramatic. A lot of times people have dreams at seven that they actually aren't interested in later. But I'm going to tell you the same story in a growth mindset way. So Sarah loves gymnastics. She's actually really horrible at gymnastics. And the girls in her class tell her she does her cartwheel and it looks like a somersault. And that she just, she was incredibly terrified of getting her round off back handspring. And it did, it took her an extra two years longer than it took the average person in her class. 
But the difference between Sarah and the girls in her class is that Sarah went home and she Googled gymnastics and how to be better at it and how to do better flips and how to overcome your fear, how to be okay when someone is criticizing you. And so she stays in gymnastics past seven years old. She continues doing gymnastics all the way till high school. And then her parents start talking to her about college and she says, yeah, I want to go to college and I want to, I want to do gymnastics. And her parents say, you know what, Sarah, that's actually not a practical career path. Maybe you should go and do something else. But Sarah is telling her parents, you know, I understand your concerns. I understand why you're afraid for me, but this is what I want. And her parents say, but you're really not that good. I mean, look at other people your age. They're doing so much better. And Sarah says, I understand that, but this is what I want. And I'm not just telling you that I want this. No, I'm working hard. I'm at the gym all of the time. I'm at the gym every single night, really trying to get my flips. And I'm trying, I'm working on my bar work. Like I am really dedicated to this. And so it takes longer than the average person. And people doubt her. People begin to laugh at her because people her age are above her so-called, they're doing better in life because they already have their jobs and their careers. And Sarah's still working to be a gymnast. And eventually, Sarah does become a gymnast, and Sarah is an amazing gymnast, and Sarah has this amazing story to tell people. That's a growth mindset. Now, there is a lot of things that you can pick at in the two stories that I told you. You could say that gymnastics is something that no matter how much you desire it, after a certain age, your body won't be able to do certain things. And I would argue back to you, there are elderly women breaking records in swimming right now. There are amazing things happening in this world and I still wouldn't let that stop you. I don't want to sound like some la-di-da-di achieve your dreams person, but it's actually incredibly practical. You won't achieve anything if you don't try. You won't achieve anything if you can't overcome adversity. And you won't overcome anything if you have a fixed mindset. That is the core of what having grit means and what not having grit means is that growth mindset. That is key. Now I've had my own struggles with growth mindset. I was lucky or maybe it's actually unlucky enough to be told by people in my life, how intelligent I was, how well-spoken I was, how sweet and kind and how much of a go-getter I was. And the one thing out of all of those things I were, I was told as a child was that I was a go-getter. My mom always called me a leader. She told me I was a leader and not a follower. And there was really nothing to go off of. Like I was five years old. Who was she to know whether I was going to be a leader or a follower? But her words made me strive to be a leader because that is what she told me I was. I was told I was smart. I was told that, oh, I was so smart. You get straight A's. You're so intelligent. You're so book smart. You love books. I was told that before I actually developed a real love for books. And that, that word, that smart word, that one is key. Because being told that you're smart, and then when something happens that makes that, that challenges that notion that I'm smart, me failing a test, me being told that I was not accepted into the gifted and talented program, those were challenges to my notion of me being smart. And it, made, it rocked my world. It made me realize, wow, maybe I'm not smart. 
got to have something else. I need to find something else that I can be good at because smart is not it. But if I had known that it's much better to be hardworking, to develop intelligence through studying, through trying to figure out more about yourself, through figuring out the subjects that you care about, through showing discipline and time management to study and to put your best effort into your studies, then maybe that word smart wouldn't have had such an effect on me. If I was told, Aaliyah, you work so hard, you really, you never quit, you never give up. Then when I didn't get into the gifted and talented program, I would have told myself, Aaliyah, you never give up. Not Aaliyah, you're not smart. Because even though you were told that you were smart, this challenges that notion and therefore it isn't correct. And so eventually I did develop a growth mindset and it is the best thing that ever happened to me because now my ego, who I am, isn't determined by life circumstances. You can tell me that I'm intelligent, that I am great at speaking, and then another person can tell me that I'm awful at it. And it isn't whether or not I am or am not. But it is the fact that I can look at that and say, maybe I need to work harder. Then maybe I just need to stop because this just isn't my thing. I really want to challenge you to be the person that says, no, I'm going to work harder at it. This is what I want because that's really important. It is said a lot of times that people who really enjoy something, they tend to be really good at it. But what if we remember that it is important to, even if you're not really good at something, if you really enjoy it and you, and you can find the time to get better at it and get better at it and get better at it, I would argue to go for it, no matter how impractical it is. The key is developing that growth mindset and realizing that failures are going to happen. It's something that people need to understand. Even singing is something that could be developed with the right, with the right voice coach. The only trait you need to have before you can get what you want in life, and this is key, is grit. And guess what? That can be developed too. And my podcast is actually meant to help you develop those skills. So keep listening. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you, guys.